Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Welcome back to a new year and a new decade. Can you believe it? We have left... In 2019 and we're into a brand new year. Welcome back to the Leopold. It's so good to have you guys with us. We have missed you. They've been away for, I think it's like seven, eight months, uh, having a wonderful time, I'm sure. We look forward to hearing more about that in the coming weeks. But we are really looking forward to uh, spending 2020 together in the Word of God as we go through the One Year Bible across all our locations. And so we as one church in five locations are committed to this as a focus point for, for this new year. Because when you enter into a relationship with God, you also enter into a relationship with His Word, right? And we believe that God works through His Word. We believe the Word of God is powerful and it is transformative. And so we want you to jump on in and be a part of this and commit to joining us as we read the, the One Year Bible. Uh, there's still some available uh, through Word uh, bookstores. You can get them on there. I think there's an NIV and an NLT version. Uh, I'm already into, I think, it's, yeah, we're on day 12 now and I'm loving it. It's great. Uh, it's, a, it's a different way to read it. And uh, so if you want more information about that, you can see myself or any uh, members of our team, they'll be able to talk to you more about that. Uh, So we want you to jump on in and be a part of this. And as we go deeper together in His Word in 2020, we believe there is fresh perspective, there is encouragement, there is power, there's wisdom and truth that God wants to bring to our lives. Amen. And so from the start of this new year, we want to get things right with God. We want to uh, start the way we intend to finish, right? That's how we want to start. Start the way we intend to finish. And so I want to encourage you to make a choice this morning, even as you sit here right now. God, I'm going deeper in your word in 2020. God, you want to speak new things to me this year. God, you want to bring good things into my spirit. God, you want to show me things that I haven't seen about you before and who I am in you. And I really see for for us in 2020, for this church, for C3 QB, I see freedom. I see people overcoming personal struggle. I see faith rising. You know, I see courage filling our hearts uh, where there's been you know, discouragement and fear. Uh, I see for those of you who feel like you've been in a winter season, I really feel like God's bringing you into spring this year. Uh, I see His strength holding us firm amidst great challenges. I see His joy and His hope, a refreshing weariness and heaviness in hearts. I see you developing in your God-given gifts and using those to serve Him and, and to bring His hope and love to others. Uh, I see an increase in our effectiveness and positively impacting others with the love of Jesus. Uh, and I see people who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus stepping closer towards Him this year as we activate His love out in our communities, out in our places of influence, as we invite people to events at our church, as we uh, spend time with them, spend quality time with them, as we provide safe spaces for people to uh, share about spirituality and faith, we are creating those opportunities uh, for people to step that much closer to Him. But this starts with the Word of God. You know, if we want to be healthy, vibrant, effective, influential Christians, which is really, I'm sure why you're here today. You wouldn't be here today if there wasn't that desire in you. You know, I want to be more for you, God. I want to be more for you, Jesus. And so if we desire that, we need His Word alive in our hearts, working in and through us. And we need prayer and we need the counsel, wise counsel of godly leaders. And so this morning we're privileged to be able to listen to a message to our movement uh, from Pastor Phil Pringle. I know you're going to be encouraged through this. Uh, and so lean into this and I'm going to follow on from that. He's going to talk quite a bit on, on prayer and also touch on the Word. And then uh, I'm going to jump in. Thank you, Lockie. 
Hey C3 family, Phil and Chris Pringle here. Yes. We are so excited about the year mm. 2020. I know, we're in it. Yeah, already. We're in it and it's going to be amazing. We're so looking forward to seeing you all at our Global Presence Tour. Yeah, 20 cities around the world. Yeah, and uh, we want to send a special welcome to all our guests and, visit and visitors across our churches today. If you're a guest yeah. with us, you're so welcome. We're yes. so glad you're with us. And uh, hopefully, as we go into this service, you're going to find out a little bit more about the vision yeah. that we have for the future of C3 and for our expansion all around the world. I know. And you know what? This message today that you're going to hear from Pastor Phil, we're actually having a look at the scripture last night at home. And you're going to be so blessed as we enter into 2020. It's going to be amazing. God is going to do wonderful things in the midst of us. And of course, it all begins with prayer. It does. It does, Phil. It does. So you're going to be amazing, babe. I love you. Thank and you. I can't wait to see you anywhere in any city across <laughs> the globe at our C3 Global presence to us so god bless you god bless you thanks babe good okay lovely <laughs> <laughs> okay so let me share this just in a few minutes a prayer by paul for the ephesian church and i kind of made it my own prayer and the prayer of all of our regional directors and the prayer of all of our pastors to pray for our congregations along this pattern of prayer. There are two prayers that Paul prays in Ephesians for the people of God in that city. But this is the second one, and it's in Ephesians 3 verse 14. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I just thought that, wow, for all of us, there's a reason to pray. And for all of us, if we are thinking about doing anything, dreaming great dreams for the future, that's a reason to pray. If we have problems that we feel are impossible to solve, that's a reason to pray. If we've got a community that is largely un unchurched, unsaved, not really open to receiving the gospel, that's a reason to pray. God does nothing but an answer to prayer. One of the great heroes of, of history has said, you know, the, the power of prayer can never be underestimated. Just, just praying on our own is powerful. But when the church prays together, that united prayer is the place of power. There's no doubt about it. As we enter this new year, let's start the year with prayer. If we start on our knees, we'll finish on our feet. There's no doubt about it. Praying is the first stop for every great venture in God. And that's what Paul does. He says, I'm bowing my knees in prayer to God. Bowing my knees, kneeling before God restricts our movement which isn't a bad thing in prayer. It restricts us looking at devices, restricts distractions. And Jesus, when he said, when you pray, shut the door, go into the closet, be in an undistracted place. Keep prayer meetings and our personal prayer time in focus on the things that we are praying for. I've seen many different prayer situations of pastors. One of them I remember was uh, th this particular pastor had photos of all the people that he was praying for all in front of the area where he prayed and he would pray over them. Another one was uh, a pastor would flip through his contacts list on his phone while he was praying and pray for those people in his, uh, in his contacts list or in his VIP list or in his favorite list. And, and there are various ways to remind us to stay in prayer. But I would say that as we begin the year, let's begin it with prayer. And that's how Paul starts this letter. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. That's my prayer for you. My prayer for you as pastor and, and, and a team and your marriages and your families and your congregations, every single person, we are praying that you be strengthened in your faith, that you be strengthened with might in your spirit, in your inner man. There are a lot of battles that every one of us face in being a believer. And we are strengthened through the prayers of other people praying for us. We are strengthened when we read the Word of God and the Word level becomes equal to our problem levels, becomes equal to our level of responsibility. We are strengthened by the Holy Spirit coming within us. Every time we worship, we receive another, another little input, injection of strength in our inner man. And so the Spirit of God is the secret to strengthening us inside so that we have a shock absorber for all the shocks that come our way. I've found that trouble comes without warning. But if you're ready on the inside, you'll find that you're able to actually withstand every attack of the enemy. In fact, when Paul is talking in the same letter to the Ephesians about the battle that we all face, he says, stand. It's not about actually moving forward and attacking. It's just hold your ground and be strong in the Lord and be in the power of God in armor, in weaponry with your sword and be fully clothed. And he says, and having done everything, stand, hold your ground. And you're going to find that as you're strong enough, you'll find yourself being able to take steps again in Jesus name. Amen. Then he says in Ephesians 3.17, he's praying that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So when we when we're in doubt, we're going to find ourselves lacking the kind of assurance that we need to have in battle, in difficult times, in challenging times, in fulfilling a dream time. But when we decide we're going to believe God and we just say, have faith in God, fear not for I am with you. And we start to speak scripture into our soul. We'll find that faith rises and Christ's power is dwelling in us. It says by faith. And then we are rooted and grounded in love. This, this love of God means we will, if we're abiding in Christ, we'll abide in the love of God. And I pray with all my heart that the love of God would be so evident and so manifested through all of our congregations that we would be an oasis in a world of hatred, in a world of loneliness, in a world of illness and sickness and offense, that the church of God would be a place not of judgment, but it'd be a place of the love of God so that we discover what that love is. When Paul says in verse 18, he's praying that we may be able to comprehend. To comprehend is to actually take a hold of it in our mind and our thinking and embrace it as part of our life. With all the saints, what is the width, length, depth, and height of that love? The width means that God's arms are so long and so accepting that there's just no limit to the breadth of His love. And then He says the length, His patience never runs out. His long suffering, it's so long, His love is long. It will, it will take a long time for some people to come around and to meet the Lord. I mean, for all of us, we've prayed for people and believed for people and it can be very disappointing and very discouraging when we, 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 we find our faith and our love coming to an end. But God's love doesn't come to an end. 
He keeps on keeping on. And I remember leading my own father to Christ in his early 70s. We've been praying for him for like 30 years, but eventually he came through. He, he asked Christ into his life. And there are people even beyond our lives who, that we've prayed for that will receive Christ, that will come to God. And, and, and people who've drifted away will, will, will come back because the love of God is long and it doesn't run out. The depth of the love. God's love is so deep. It reaches to the darkest of places, the darkest of people's lives, reaches down to people who are in the deepest pit and feel like it's impossible to ever get out. And we are the expressions of that love. We are the ones who are reaching down. We are the ones who are widely accepting. We are the ones who are to be long suffering. And then it says, and the height, the height of God's love is to take us so high, as deep as it is deep, it's, so is His love is high. It is it is to take us to the highest of the heights of our life so that our best life, our greatest life, our grandest life is lived at the right hand of the throne of God in Christ. We are seated with Christ, the Bible says. It's just such an astonishing thought. And Paul is praying that all the saints in Ephesus would understand these amazing things. And as we, as we look towards the end of this, this passage of Scripture, it, it culminates in a crescendo, this prayer, because he says now, as he ends the scripture, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the, the power that works in us, he is now saying now to God, who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above immeasurably beyond all we could imagine, one translation says. The message says far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Right after praying that prayer, where God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we've just prayed and believed God for, He says in verse 21, To Him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I love this because this is saying that as the church, and we are builders of the local church, planters and builders of the local church, he's saying, be glory in the church. Nothing else in the church is to be receiving glory or greater honor than Jesus himself, than God the Father. We are brought together to be God glorifiers, to be giving him all the credit, not to be taking it ourselves, not unto us, but unto him, be all the glory all the praise in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. I believe we're living in a, in a time when every generation from children to teenagers to young adults to middle-aged people to elderly people are going to find that they are glorifying God in the church. Every generation is, should be in our churches at some level or another having revival having an awakening, discovering Jesus. And I'm believing that we will find that in this hour, many brand new young voices, middle-aged voices, older voices will be raised up by the power of God so that we're going to see a revival at every level in every generation touching our world in Jesus' name. God bless you, C3 Church family. We love you and we are praying for you. This prayer today for 2020 in the name of Jesus. So good. Wow. How good is that, right? It's just awesome. So much there for us to uh, digest. 
And uh, I just love the, the reference that Pastor Phil made to uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 6.13. Uh, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And a- after you have done everything to stand. And so speaking scripture into our spirit helps us to stand. And we're really empty vessels without His Word. You know, our faith needs sustenance and it's His Word that nourishes uh, our souls. And so Jesus Himself got this. When Jesus was in the desert being tempted by Satan, uh, He responded uh, to these temptations and said, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so Jesus had studied God's Word. It was in His heart and he spoke it out. And so Jesus, the Son of God, knew he needed to be filled with God's Word, that he needed to feed his spirit so that he would be able to stand and to hold his ground. And so as believers in 2020, that's what we need as well. Uh, We need our spirit to be filled with the life-giving words of God uh, so that we can overflow with his love and power, so that we can uh, live lives that would glorify and honour him. And so with that in mind, you know, what can we expect God uh, to bring to us this year through his word? Because we want to come to us with an expectation that we will receive something as believers, right? And so what can we expect that he's going to bring? Uh, what is he going to speak to us through his word in 2020? Well, he's going to reveal encouragement, wisdom and, and truth, uh, promises, uh, everyone's personal favorite, correction, and also uh, direction to us. And so the two I want to touch on today are encouragement and direction. So God's Word is designed to reveal truths that encourage us. His desire is to lift us up and to move us forward into all that He has for us. And as I have followed God since I was a young girl, I have found that encouragement often comes through His comfort and His strength that's revealed through Scripture. So He provides comfort through His Word in all seasons of our lives, and that encourages us as believers. Psalm 34, 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4, Dom read this earlier, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Have you got that? It's about comfort. He wants to comfort us. I think it's about there six times in that particular scripture. But you know, God's comfort is not feeling based. You know, feelings are unreliable, right? They're fickle. You know, we know this. They, they change. One morning we're feeling this way, by the afternoon we're feeling a completely different way. And the kind of comfort that God gives through His Word, it goes way deeper than feelings. You know, it reaches into our spirit, into the innermost part of who we are, and it brings true peace and rest. You know, the psalmist says it saves those who are crushed in spirit. Who else can do that? Who else can save those who are crushed in spirit? Only our Lord Jesus Christ. And so His comfort reassures us of His love for us, even when we make mistakes. How often I have made mistakes or sinned and thought, oh my goodness, not again, Eden. And then I go to His Word and the comfort I've received and been reminded of His far-reaching love for me, it's really incredible. And what about when we're going through challenging uh, seasons? You know, we find comfort in His Word that really holds us firm in our faith. It keeps us going. And I'm sure many of you here today could talk about this as your reality. I'm sure you've experienced this. Uh, And so when I I moved, uh, I moved countries. I moved from New Zealand to Australia when I was 21 years old. 
I moved away from my family, uh, from everything I, I had known to, to follow God's call on my life. And I've got to tell you, the initial months and years, not just months, but years that followed were tremendously challenging. And the comfort that God revealed to me through, through His Word at that time, that's what helped me to stand. That's what kept me going when I didn't quite understand what was happening. It was His Word that was my anchor. Psalm 121.1, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in troubles. Uh, John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so verses like these encouraged my spirit during that season of my life. But this is really a testimony of many seasons in my life. You know, God's word has never failed, never failed to comfort me. And this has encouraged me to keep moving forward, you know, to put one step, you know, put one foot in front of the other, to keep stepping, keep moving forward. You're trusting that He is good and He is faithful, faithful. And no matter what the external circumstances are, and something that I've done since I was young as well is to write down uh, scriptures that encourage me, write down verses that have spoken to me personally, write down promises. I've written down promises that He's given me. And so as a result, God has put courage into my spirit uh, through His Word that has helped me to walk through challenging seasons and it's deepened my faith as a believer. And so God wants to do this for you as well in 2020. He wants to put courage into your spirit so that you can stand and continue to stand because I know that you're sitting here but I know there's people going through some really difficult things but God can help you to stand and continue to stand and that is what I believe he wants to do for you this year and this decade and so he wants you to reassure you of his love he wants to bring you comfort that's going to help you hold your ground in every situation that you face this year and across this decade and so as you're, you're reading his word this year I want to encourage you to write down verses that he gives you you know write Write down scriptures where you feel him talking to you personally, but write down even things that interest you or things that you notice or observe about as well. You think, gee, I haven't seen that before. Because when you look back in a year's time or even into the future and beyond there, you know, you will be amazed. You'll be amazed and encouraged at what God has actually shown you and what He's done in and through you over that past year. You're going to be amazed at seeing the promises that He will have fulfilled for you. That's going to give you encouragement uh, for the next season ahead. Uh, his Word is also designed to strengthen us. So His Word brings us comfort, but it also strengthens us as believers. And so I think with this, you know, it's important that we approach uh, His Word with openness. You know, we're not coming to His Word as people who don't know. We're coming to His Word as believers. And so we can, uh, we can read His Word with faith in our heart that as we read it, you know, our spirit is being strengthened and being spoken to. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 And we also thank God continually because when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as the Word of God, which is, which is indeed at work in you who believe. And so it might not seem always like His Word is at work in us, right? Sometimes it feels like it's, it's not doing anything, but it's a little bit like exercise for our bodies. 
The effects are not always visible on the outside, but that doesn't mean it's not doing anything. Exercise changes us from the inside. And it's the same when we read His Word. God is doing something in you when you read His Word. He is doing something in your spirit. He is strengthening you. He is working in and through you to bring about His purposes for your life. So you can come to His Word in 2020 with faith that God is going to strengthen you and He's going to transform you as an individual. He's going to also transform us as a church community. Do you believe that today, church? God will strengthen us to carry out the calling that He's placed on our lives. He will strengthen us to live out our faith in a way that it reaches out to those who don't know Him. God will strengthen us so that we can use our gifts to bring His love to others so that He might be glorified. God will strengthen us so we can stand on our feet and continue to stand. God will strengthen us in the storms of life. He will uh, strengthen us in our marriages, in our friendships. He's going to strengthen you as a parent, a grandparent, a carer, a friend. He wants to strengthen you in times of sickness and financial difficulty. God wants to strengthen us in our serving, in our giving, in ministry, in our study, in our workplaces. Yes, the Word of God is that He will strengthen you in the name of Jesus. Psalm 62.6, truly He is my rock and my salvation. Yes, I can just sense this even as I'm speaking this. Come on, make that your declaration today. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. We can stand here. We can sit here today. We can stand here. We can live our lives knowing that we will not be shaken as believers of Him. So in 2020, C3QB is going to be a church encouraged by His Word, finding comfort and strength that's going to empower us. And we will be a people who will not be shaken in Jesus' name. Uh, God's Word, it also brings direction for our lives. Thank goodness for that, because I sure don't know sometimes what I'm doing. Uh, Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Psalm 16, 11. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And so through his word, God directs and guides us. And this is something he desires to do for us. God wants us to seek him daily through his word. He wants us to invite him uh, into our hearts so that he can direct and lead us. And he's leading us into fruitfulness and abundance. And and it doesn't mean that we're not going to face trials. We know biblically, yes, we will face trials, but it's, it's what happens in that trial. You know, it's the faith that you receive in that trial from him that enables you to still walk through that and actually receive far more than you can possibly comprehend in that season. And so seeking his his direction daily through his word is beneficial for us because it helps us to make decisions that better reflect who he is and helps us to make decisions and live in a way that reflect his truths. And so when we come to God for direction, what I've noticed is that uh, when we come to him with that sense of, well, I want you to lead me, he aligns our thoughts with his Uh, And so that gets us going on the right way. You know, it gets us, if we've gone a bit off track, yeah, we sometimes do that. You know, don't think you haven't done that. You know, we go a bit off track. It's His direction that helps bring us back 
and aligns us with His will and uh, His word. And so when we have this perspective and we are relying on Him to direct us every day, it changes how we see our circumstances, right? And it changes how we see other people as well. It helps us to resist, I think, acting out of like limited wisdom, out of our human wisdom, uh, and also acting purely out of our emotion. Uh, towards the end of it was 2012. I was at a bit of a crossroads. I had to. I'd been uh, in Perth at that point for a couple, almost two years, uh, but I had to move out of where I was living. I didn't have a permanent place to go. Uh, I had applied for Perth Bible College for 2013, uh, but I was starting to feel uncertain about that. I wasn't feeling like it was the right uh, decision. I was in a relationship with someone who I could tell wasn't on the same page as me, and I, I could just see we were headed for a breakup. And I just had fears, you know, fears for my future. I couldn't see how all the puzzle pieces were going to fit together. And it led me to question, to be honest, uh, whether I should be in Perth. You know, was I meant to be here? Had I made a mistake? Uh, but And I could have probably acted out of that and just decided, well, yeah, let's just go back to New Zealand. This is all too hard. Things aren't seem to be working. But I kept going back to God. <laughs> I kept seeking his direction in his word. And, and at this time, God gave me the verse, Isaiah 50 verse 4. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. So I didn't quite understand what was happening in my life at that point. And I still didn't know what the future held for me, but God did. And praise God, He still knows, He still does. And it was His direction that enabled me to make decisions back then that have ultimately led me to where I am today. I wouldn't be standing up here in front of you sharing this testimony if it wasn't for his direction and his word at work in my life and I know it's not just for me he does this for all of us as we come to seek him what he's shown me time and time again is he does reveal himself to those who seek him and he is faithful to direct us as we come to him whether we're seeking guidance for the day ahead we're seeking direction of how to help a friend who is hurting or it might be a a far bigger decision it might be uh buying a house, who to marry. Uh, It could be a a financial, a big financial decision we're making. Might be moving states or country. No matter what it is, God will lead us in the way we should go. God is the greatest guide that we will ever have. And as the psalmist says, uh, he's leading us on a path of life. So he's leading us down a path of fruitfulness, abundance, goodness. And so you can trust that that's what God is doing for you in 2020. He is leading you down a path that is filled with life and filled with hope, filled with purpose and freedom. Amen. Can I have the the band up or keys up, please? You know, from the start of, of 2020 and this new decade, there's an opportunity for each of us to go deeper in His Word, to discover more of who He is and who we have been created to be in Him. You know, because of Jesus, we as believers now carry His Word in our spirit. And we are a witness to the life and the hope found in Him. You're the best person to carry uh, His Word to people in your world because someone needs to hear your voice of hope in their lives. They don't actually need to hear me because I'm called to different people. You're called to the people in your world to bring the voice of hope to them. You're called to tell them how you got through that financial struggle, uh, how you worked through that parenting challenge. You're called to talk about how you worked through that, that struggle in your marriage. It's not my word they need to hear, it's your voice. It's your word they need to hear. How I got through this with Jesus Christ as my guide and my encourager. You are the living expression of His Word. How 
mind-boggling is that? You are the living expression of his hope and his purpose and his freedom. You are the living expression of his far-reaching love, of his forgiveness and his peace. It's you. You are the living expression of his word. You know, if you're sitting here and thinking, oh, I don't feel like that's me. No, it is. Because he lives in you. As a believer, he lives in you. You are the living expression of his love. And so from the start of this new year, we can step into a new season of being filled daily by his word. We can find encouragement and direction in all seasons. And as we do this, we're going to hold ground uh, amidst challenges. We're going to grow and deepen our faith. We're going to move forward into all he has for us. We're going to take new ground and we will see people come to know Jesus as we express his love on this earth. And so will you join me, church, in making 2020 a year centered on his word, being alive in increasing measure both in and through us. Come on, we're going to do this together. We're not doing it in isolation. We get to do this together and that's the best part about it. Would you just stand where you are for a moment? I just want to pray over, pray over you right now. And if you feel comfortable, just close your eyes and lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you that it speaks to us corporately, but it also speaks to us as individuals. So here today, Lord, I believe that right now you are speaking personally into people's lives through your word. You know, I don't know how you've walked in today, what struggles you're dealing with. I don't know... What, what 2019 was like. I don't know what 2020 will be like. But what I know, what I do know is the truths of his word. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so even though your circumstances might change, God does not change. His character is true. His character is, I am for you and not against you. His character is, I have loved you with an everlasting love. His character is that he will strengthen you and he will comfort you no matter what is ahead. And so right now, there's an opportunity for you to leave 2019. No, leave what's happened. That was last year. We're in a new year now. It's a new day. It's a new day for you and your family. It's a new day uh, for you and your workplace. It's a new day for you and your study. It's a new day for you and the church. It's a new day, people. And it's the same God, but it's a new day. And so right now, even as I'm praying, come on, why don't you just speak to Him in your own words? Why don't you talk to Him in your own words? Why don't you say, you know what, God? I give you this year. I give you 2020. It's for you, Jesus. Jesus, would you come into my heart afresh this morning? Jesus, would you come and, and bring me? What only you can bring, would you comfort me and strengthen me that I might be able to serve you with my whole heart and my whole life, that I might be able to overcome the challenges that come my way, that I might be able to step into freedom, that I might be able to reach other people with your love. You are, you are the living expression of His love. You are the living expression of His Word. Don't, don't uh, doubt yourself. Don't be standing there saying, no, that's not me. Yes, it is you because Jesus lives in you. Jesus lives in you and it's His Spirit. It's not by might or by power, but it's by my Spirit, says the Lord. And so you will step into 2020 encouraged and strengthened by His Word. You're stepping into 2020 with a new vision. You're stepping into 2020 with a greater love for Him. And that love is going to overflow out of you and it's going to touch 
people's lives. The, he's placed you in specific places to bring His love. He's already, I know now, speaking to you specific people that He wants you to, to invite to events this year, that He wants you to, to have those conversations about faith and spirituality with. And He is, trust that He is able. He is able to reach those people with His love that is working in and through you. You can trust in Him because He is faithful. He is able. There is no need that you have that He cannot reach. There is no need that you have that He cannot provide for. And so He's going to help you to stand and continue to stand in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah, can we just give God a word of praise right now? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, we lift you up. We celebrate you. We worship you. You are good, Lord. You are good. Thank you. You may be seated again. Just before I hand back to Dom, I I do want to give everyone here the opportunity to respond to God's gift of salvation, to say yes to entering a relationship with Jesus. And and what do I mean by this? Well, you know, in our humanity, uh, we are sinful and broken. In our sin, uh, that brokenness uh, caused a a bridge, a gap between, uh, caused a gap between us and God. But God has sent Jesus to be that bridge, uh, to be able to close that gap. He sacrificed His life on the cross for you and for me, and He paid the punishment for our sin. But that wasn't the end. Praise God. Three days later, He was resurrected. And because of His resurrection and His death and resurrection, we can enter into a personal relationship with Him. Uh, you know, in Him, we enter into a life that's filled with uh, hope and purpose and freedom. And I, I don't know where you're at with this personally today. Uh, maybe you're here and this is the first you, you've heard about Jesus or you've been around church for a while, uh, but you haven't taken that next step of, of making that decision to know Him personally. Perhaps you once knew Jesus. Uh, But if you're being honest, you can't say you're living with Him as your Saviour and your Lord anymore. But no matter where you're at, you know, Jesus cares about you. And and He has an amazing plan for your life. And He desires to walk alongside you. He wants to be your encourager and your guide. He wants you to come to Him just as you are. And you don't have to be perfect. I'm not. I'm certainly far from perfect. You don't have to be perfect or have it all together. You just have to be open. You just have to have an open heart, a heart that would say, you know what, I don't quite understand this, God, but I'm trusting in you. I'm believing in Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.